Dylan George with a long pass up to Kobe. Kobe making a move going baseline and on chop and a His first throw touchdown. Last throw, full intercepted by Woodson, and he's going to walk into the end zone for a touchdown. Charles Woodson, what a play! That one is hit a mile. A majestic shot. segment of the population where you can see it in this sports ball cooming and all that stuff going on online there's a certain segment of the population a lot of them are women who like grew up hating the fact that their husbands wanted to watch the game instead of you know go go dancing at the polka cotillion or whatever but um they're really hostile to it they're like they feel like it's a it's violently trivial and violently violent and whatever else and Part of our agenda, it's not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen overnight and it's no. yet to happen, but it's to, it is to create this. Um, I don't know if Overton window is the proper phrase. It's probably not, but it is to create this common ground and uh, this common, this common space for sports nuts and other cultural, um, the people with other cultural interests who just don't really care about sports itself to, to come together and like share what we know and, and, uh, and, and look at things that, that matter to us both. Right. No, I, I completely, completely agree. Um, you know, I think ever since episode one and I've, I've kind of brought it back on my own as well. Uh, I just, the anti-sports, not, not so much. It's never been like, Oh, I'm not into them. That's fine. No big deal. I don't, that doesn't bother me. But the, 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 vehemently anti which is a lot of men now if you go to a certain niche niche thing because they think that you you know become a democrat when you when you watch sports they think you um you you sit there earnestly clockwork orange style watching the blm commercials watching the end racism logo in the end zone um and uh part of that that gets grouped into there is the gambling aspect of it um i was in a debate i won't name names but i've been in a debate that was shocking to me that Somebody did not like Dave Portnoy. Fine. A lot of people don't. You know, he's, he's not everyone's cup of tea. But because he leads young men down the wrong path of worshiping sports and becoming gamblers, which I found to be uh, just mind-numbing, um, intentionally obtuse to any nuance to what sports gambling is. Because uh, my dad... He does. He never really bet unless he didn't tell me as a kid, unless he just did that. But like, he took me when I was 21 for my 21st birthday to Reno, and we, I put my first bet down. I don't even remember what it was to be honest, but I put my first bet down, and I was like, yeah, it was like a whole new like. You ever? Do your dad ever take you to somewhere where like 
you find out like, oh shit, like I'm an adult now with my dad. Like we're doing something that he would never do as a kid, you know, like with me. Now, like I see this new side of my dad now, like, whoa, he's fucking cool. This is like crazy. You know, he's always been cool, but we gambled. And, um, you know, for me, it was like, I, 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 I didn't become like an, like a everyday gambler or something, but I understood the rush of it. I understood enhancing the sports viewing experience and, um, of course you can get addicted to it, but what the hell, man? Like, what is it like what the people that just think like, oh, you're just going to be this gambling, gambling coomer now. Is that what it is? Like, that's what we well, can do. Yeah. I mean, I guess they just, they, they, it's funny. Cause it's like a, they have a very Marxist point of view in a way, because it's like, they're basically <laughs> complaining that sports is the opiate of the American masses and the reason why they won't revolt. Um, and so it's a perfect, it's, it's, it's a total mirror of the Marxist point of view. Um, and it's, you know, I don't want to just, it's not like, it's not like they're completely wrong that there's a lot of people who, uh, there's a lot of people who kind of, I think for the same reason that they, that they, for the, in, like consistent with all their other forms of surrender to domestic life, like dads, dudes and dads mm -hmm. they just sort of become couch potatoes who do not who really don't have don't really want to do anything except watch a game for the rest of their lives like mm -hmm. i understand that i know that and i see it uh, so i'm wary of that and i'm not like i'm not i'm not unaware that that's you know i don't think that's an optimal way to live necessarily i prefer people be a little bit more um uh versatile in their interests and in their and just in the way they conduct their lives in the United States of America. That said, I'm also extremely protective of any opportunities that sports affords for guys to spend time with each other. <laughs> like the anything having to do with um, uh, fantasy draft trips to Vegas or going to Vegas or doing anything in Vegas or 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 just hanging out together and watching stuff together is a big, is a big positive in my book. I think the negative is when we all kind of become you know treat sports as our personal twitter you know what i mean right um which is ironic given that the biggest critics of, sport, of the sports things are non-stop 24 7 twitter users Always. um yeah but the question of gambling is its own beast and the and and i think this we are providing this this episode and i think we can you know this might be a topic we return to multiple times uh we yeah, haven't talked about this. gambling corner semi kind of yeah consistent gambling corner Semi-consistent because to me, I honestly believe, and I've and I'm and I'm a pretty responsible person when it comes to this stuff. Um, because I'm aware of my limitations. And I think that's yeah. rule number one of gambling is to be very aware of your limitations so that you know when you're actually just you're just rolling the dice, you know when you you're you're rolling the dice yeah. with a bit of confidence, with a bit of knowledge that you think might not be reflected in the in the in the odds and and perhaps once in a long while you know when you've got the you've got a really good a really good bet on your hands and you've got a real advantage that doesn't come up come often and you're gonna bet extra big on that one um that's i think a huge 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 part of being a good sports gambler um and also the thing about sports gambling that isn't the case with other forms of gambling is if you are disciplined enough enough to just to not bet inside during the game and to you know limit the number of times you do bet obviously 
but overall, but also just to not bet during the game. What you're getting is you're buying yourself a three to four hours of play time. Yeah, right. With a single wager. And, you know, it could be a very small wager. You're still going to be like interested in this three to four totally. hours of play time. So it's all, it's really the, 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 uh, the most bang for your buck for gambling. And in my opinion, it's also a lot, you know, right up there with poker, maybe not as hot, you know, not, not as intensely as poker, but it's still, you're gambling on men. You're, you're gambling on your ability yeah. to assess p- humans who are entirely unpredictable and no matter what can only be mapped, can only be scientifically mapped so far, you know, to such an extent. And so there's this great, there is an actual like dramatic um, there's some meaning to the, to gambling on sports. If you, if you, you know, if you don't treat it in a completely degenerate manner, I think, Um, which, you know, nothing against treating anything in a completely degenerate manner is just know what you're doing. Know if you're being a degenerate, I know when I'm being a degenerate too. I've been a degenerate. I'm always a degenerate. Like when I bet 20, when I bet on a game, just because I, I pissed that I lost another game right before. And I want to like me, that's just a pure degeneracy. And I did that this last weekend. I bet on Arizona in game just because I lost, just because I lost uh, the UTSA spread, which I thought I had in the bag. Um, Oh yeah, that was fucked. That was, yeah. So, but I feel like what we should do here is, is is kind of start from the very ABCs of gambling because I know that people do watch are, 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 do people do watch and listen to us who probably have never bet money on a sporting event and sure. I always no matter how I, I I never stops hearing the most insanely ignorant not in not insane but just the most ignorant kind of um, like opinions about what gambling is so I feel like it's it, it would be useful to kind of just go down yeah the the basics and highlight some misconceptions for people um strategic and and whatever else and and also kind of riff on you know how we approach these decisions when when we confront them i totally agree um so let's start here but first but first but first personally and what's the best what is the best bet you've ever made and how much did you win Oh, uh, the only time I even attempted to get a payout from my bookie, um, because now I kind of just rattle around a balance back and forth, kind of like yin and yang. It's never enough to take out, but it's always, you know, never, you know, I don't bottom out on it. But for my bookie, I put $350. It was me and my friend. I had $275. And I put, um, and this was right when my bookie was first getting started. The layout looked horrible. Like it wasn't even, it was like a completely different thing. Um, I put 275 down and my friend added another 75. So we put 350 down. Philadelphia Eagles, 2017 Super Bowl money line. I said Brady's going down in the Super Bowl. And Nick Foles comes out. And I'm watching Nick Foles, six foot seven, University of Arizona, Napoleon Dynamite looking guy, shred. And I felt you feel invincible. You understand where degeneracy comes from because you're like, I saw this. I knew this was going to happen. The announcers are freaking out. How is this happening? Nick Foles shredding them apart. And I put that down. When I say money line, right? This is a different thing. You know what I mean, but maybe our audience doesn't. Um, So I don't know what the spread was on that game. Uh, But it was Brady was heavily favored because the Philadelphia Eagles didn't even have the starting quarterback from earlier that year um, on there. Brady was facing a backup quarterback. 
um, a, a good backup quarterback, but a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. So what Vegas does is they go, hey, how do we make this a 0-0 even game in our mind? We're going to give – They you'll see a thing. You'll see when you try to gamble, you'll see six and a half point. You'll see the Patriots minus six and a half. And people always were like, what the hell does that even mean? That means that when you bet on that number, to get like legitimately good odds, like a, like almost an even payout, maybe a little bit less uh, if you add the fees and all that stuff, you have to say, I'm betting on the Patriots to win by seven points for me to get that. And that's why they make half a points because they don't want you to tie. They don't want you to tie with the number that Vegas has. They want you to bet on either, you know, either side of that. Now, if you think the Eagles are going to keep it close, but maybe not even and maybe not even win, but they're just going to keep it close. They're going to keep it within a six point game. You are basically bet Vegas sets a number of what they think the favorite is going to win by, and you're betting either side of that. So when you watch a game, you can say, okay, from the opening kickoff, nothing has happened, but in my gambling mind, it's a seven nothing Patriots or you know, six and a half to nothing New England Patriots when the when it kicks off. And I'm battling against that on score. Now you could take the Patriots outright. You will not get good odds on that. You will probably get like minus two ten on that or something. Like minus right. They invented they invented the spread to make to to make it an even um, right. Basically to make it even for you uh, as a better um, and to make things more interesting. Um, so most people, I think, actually, you know, these days most action is on the spread, not of on course, the, yeah. not on the money line, um, because it's just the most interesting. It's make it's it's the most likely to be. A tie, basically. Um, um, whereas on the money line, you know, you could be, it could be close. It could be a, it, the money line could be pretty close to even. The you know, if the two teams are evenly matched, yeah. just betting on one of them to win is going to be maybe you know almost identical to betting on one of them to win by X number of points because the point is going to be close to zero. But but otherwise, it could be quite large, and then it's not very interesting to 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 bet on, even if it might be a good bet. There are times when betting oh, yeah. on a massive favorite on the money line is good and there are times when it's not um well and, if you have and, a big if you have a big bankroll that you're playing with right if you're taking minus 180 which i'm not the best at math but that essentially means that if you were to put what uh, minus 180 means you bet 180 to win a hundred dollars yeah, right so that's something else people should know when you see the name when you see that minus number um, minus 100 is the same as plus 100. It's just, it's just, uh, it just means even 100 is even basically, which means you'll, you bet hundred, you win hundred, anything above or below 100, you just measure against hundred. So if it's like, if you're, if you're getting plus 180, that means you're betting on the underdog. And that means that you will bet $100 to win $180 profit. Right. Um, and if you're getting minus 180, it's the opposite. You're betting 180 to win hundred profit. Um, and, I, and and the thing is, let's talk about math for a second because I don't want to I don't want to like alienate people. Yeah. Also, we don't know what we're talking about. The truth is that we don't know what we're talking. Glenn and I, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to math. These things are like professional sports gamblers have a completely out like calculated a, a whole. They each have their own models like scientific climate prediction models yeah. that give them their own odds to compete with the casino's odds. And when there's a disparity in those odds from what their little calculations have and what the casino's doing, that's when they make their bets um, when there's those disparities. So they like, there is a, um, 
there is a correlation between a team that like uh, between a money line spread and a spread. So let's say three and th three point. If a team is favored by three points, that's supposed to mean that the money line should be minus one fifty. Um, let's say I'm just making that up, by the way. I think right. that's what it is. But but uh, just assuming that's the case, that's like there's an expected correlation there. But sometimes the numbers are off from that mathematical tightrope. Um, the numbers are off because too many people are betting on the money line and therefore the money line value is going to be worse than it should be. Right. That's when you should not bet the money line. Yeah, it's very de democratic. There's a democratic element to gambling. Democratic, right? but also tyrannical, which is another misconception I'll get into. Not to run yeah, my mouth. But let me explain. Affect, a lot can change. You can affect. Yeah, a lot can change. Mm -hmm. You look for like, you have to look for, if you know if you know the numbers, you have to look for where, why is there a game that's, you know, why is this number not what it should be? Um, and then there's usually a, a little loophole there to exploit. Usually, this doesn't happen very often anymore because everything is so, you know, in general, gambling is way harder now than it's ever been. That's another thing people should know. It's way harder for you to, to have an edge because you know something that somebody else, that the entire world doesn't know. Due to the internet, due to everyone gambling, due to all this, everything is kind of turned upside down and inside out. Another reason why in general college sports and the, and actually even like women's sports, we, we talked about that with on our WNBA episode, the more obscure the sport, the more obscure the game, not just the sport, but like the game, which is why college is good. There's a shit ton of games and you may know yeah. something about Montana State and the rest of the country just doesn't even care. But they, right. but the books put up a number because they, they like to put up a number for as many games as possible. Um, they don't really care. There's going to be that much money bet on it. That's where you can find your little opportunities. But a good example here of when not to bet the money line is during the Super Bowl. Um, during the Super Bowl, when I say not to bet the money line, not to bet the money line for an underdog, because during the Super Bowl, what a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people bet the Super Bowl. It's the number one game in the right. entire year in terms of the amount of action it gets. People bet on a lot of people like to take the, the underdog money line because whoo. I'm in Vegas, and if I bet 100, I might win 400. Wee! So yeah. a lot of people, like the public in, at large, when it's that strong, and they just generally prefer to take the money line, money line value on the underdog is going to be pretty bad, which means, conversely, that often money line value on the favorite in the Super Bowl is, is probably a decent, a decent deal. Just generally, if you're not counting, if we're not talking about any other factors here, right. something to look forward to is not betting the money line on uh, underdog on the Super Bowl for the reasons I just said. Um, so that's and, and you know these are like these are the kind of things to that I think principles you can just sort of absorb um, when when everyone's zigging for whatever reason. That's when that's when you have to look for the 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 zag opportunities um